This is Transistor.fm. Hello and welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 20, I was going to say 2019, but it's 2020. I'm Justin Jackson and uh, my co-founder, John Buddha is not here today, but in his place, we have Chris Enns. Hi, how's it going, Chris? Hello. I, I was trying to do my best John Buddha <laughs> impersonation, but he likes to take long, dramatic pauses. As the editor, I know like he... I edit some of them out because they're, they're, he's very thoughtful. And so mm-hmm. I'll have to try and remember to include some thoughtfulness in my speech today. You've got to. Yeah, exactly. That was actually one of the, the, I think the coolest parts about doing a show with him is I used to, well, you know this too, just fill any available space with talking. Yeah. And one thing Ben Ornstein uh, challenged me on is he said, Justin, you don't you just don't, you can stop talking, <laughs> especially if you have an editor, an editor can see a big gap of space yeah, and they can just edit it out. It's okay for you to give your co-host or guest time to think. Yeah. Right. Totally. And that's what, actually, it's funny because I learned that lesson by myself too. When I, I used to do a daily show by myself and I would find myself like talking, 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 and then running out of breath. And then like, but I keep talking and I'm like, it took me like 60 episodes to realize, oh yeah, I can just like pause, breathe, edit that out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we, yeah, we can't see ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't hear ourselves from the third person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Chris is the editor of this show and he does editing and audio production at Lemon Productions. Is that lemonproductions.ca? Yep. Yeah. Lemon Productions. Firmly in Canada. Firmling, Canada. Good old Saskatchewan boy. Are you originally from Saskatchewan? Actually, technically, I'm a. I was born in Winnipeg, but moved here. My family moved here in grade ah. one. So I guess my allegiances are still with the Winnipeg Jets, <laughs> mainly because yes. there is no Saskatchewan hockey team. But yeah, which way does Saskatchewan usually go? Do they cheer for the Oilers and the Flames? There's a lot of that. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because the Jets haven't been around for a while too. So, but yeah, definitely still hanging on to the. Dale Howard, Chuck Days. The uh, Winnipeg Jets, folks, look this up right now on your phone. Go Winnipeg Jets uh, retro logo. Best logo in the NHL, best logo in any uh, any sports team ever. <laughs> I just love that original logo. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. They're like wrapping the, the text or whatever around the thing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. With like the plane, yeah. it's just like all too obvious. Everything's just like spot on, almost like clip art, but like yeah. arranged in such a perfect <laughs> '80s, late '70s kind of style. And the the J is a hockey stick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just picture the marketing meeting, or they're just like, "What if?" Wait, guys, I got this. But that's what I dig about it because when was this? This would have been the '80s. Back in the '80s, you could have a design meeting and just say, "Let's just put all this in." Yeah. <laughs> and now, because of nostalgia, it's cool. Oh yeah. Like, I think it's the coolest thing ever, but nowadays people would be like rolling their eyes. There would be, you know, a hundred eye roll emojis next to this design option. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And how are the Jets doing this, this season? Uh, I good. I don't, I don't follow it that regularly enough to know, like, I'm not like checking stats every day or whatever. So. Yeah. 
Me too. I enjoy I, a hockey game when I watch it, but I don't like set aside weekends to watch it. So yeah, actually, this is something I do want to know from listeners. Tweet me, what is your favorite NHL team? I just do people care? Do do geeks that listen to the show watch hockey? If you have a favorite hockey team, tweet am I Justin or build your sass and say, this is my favorite team. Cause I want to know, maybe people do care. Maybe we need to have more sports segments on this show. <laughs> so I think one thing that would be cool today is for you and I to John and I often talk about what we've been working on. And from your perspective, I have like, I have a pretty good idea of what you do day to day, but not completely. Did my wife send you this question? <laughs> <laughs> so if you can ask Chris, what on earth has he do all day? <laughs> you totally got my wife's voice. That's she's like a southern whatever that was accent. <laughs> I'm gonna play that for her. <laughs> oh boy, I'm getting myself in all sorts of trouble here. Yeah, so what what are some of the projects you've been working on? And is podcast production most of your work or is there other things too? Yeah. So like a two years ago or so I I was doing websites and marketing for businesses like many people do, WordPress stuff and you know, whatever kind of anything related to the web that a business needed, I would try and like dabble in. Yeah. And, um, at that time then, um, I was doing podcasts just for fun at good stuff that I've had, like our hobby podcast network and stuff. And so, um, a friend of mine, Dave Rupert, who happens to host, uh, co-host the shop talk show, their editor was leaving and they were looking for somebody. They knew I kind of did it and ran my own business. Um, so he just reached out and said, Hey, would you want to try editing for us? And I like, you know, I said, sure, but I had no idea what the business model was and pricing and all that stuff. And so, it was just kind of like a good growing experience where I was still doing my other stuff um, mm-hmm. with the web, but able to sort of take on a podcast and try it out as a business model. And so gradually over the last two years, about a year ago, I think I kind of made the mental shift of just like, I'm going to say no to web stuff and only yes to podcast related stuff. And so to the point now where it's, I still have some res- like clients that are still with me from web stuff, like hosting, as I think you tweeted about like, getting rid of some of those things and finally <laughs> yeah. like yeah so I, like just last week i got an email of like my website's down do you know why and i had to like email GoDaddy and like <laughs> all that yes. stuff and so yeah slowly divesting myself of that those those kind of clients and yeah as far as income that uh means anything anyways uh beyond like hobby money these days it's all podcast editing and consulting and producing related kind of work so it's been fun. How, how did you meet? How did you meet Dave Rupert? That's just like I think my entire business model for for podcast editing business. If you want to steal my business model, is just like <laughs> be a, a goof on Twitter and talk with people <laughs> and try and make them laugh, and then hopefully they'll hire you to do the thing when they get bored of or too busy to do the thing that you want to do. Because <laughs> I mean, that's even for you and I, right? Like, yeah, whatever it was five, ten years ago, back then, it it's still like just being goofs with each other on Twitter. I'm not like pitching you at that time to like, Hey, in six years, when you start a podcast hosting company, I'll edit your podcast or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly like so much of what my business has been is like, there's referrals for sure. Like word of mouth, you got to do good work. But Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest thing is just like relationship building unintentional. I'm, I, I can't do the networking event stuff. I'm not like, like you with extrovert, juice or whatever and like um, <laughs> spewing that all over places so yeah for me it's purely just like if i can earn your trust through some dumb tweets and then you know whatever down the road you remember that i'm kind of funny and maybe i helped you i'll help you edit a podcast <laughs> so there's my that's my course Extra- you can sign Extra- up for my course 
<laughs> Extrovert Juice just became the title of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> now, you just you just launched a big show, mm. and I've got so many questions about it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the show you just launched, and how did this happen? Yeah, so you're talking about my Lemon podcast that I do with myself talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's that's not very big. Uh, the other one, yeah, the other one. The so business dad is by initialized and incorporated. I think they are, but initialized is basically Alexis Ohanian, who's Ohanian. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I better make sure I say that right. But um, the guy who based who co-founded Reddit, or as some people know mm-hmm. him as Mr. Serena Williams, um, <laughs> as I found out when I tweeted and shared it on Instagram. <laughs> Um, yes. So he's, he's got a podcast where he's interviewing other business dads, dads who are business owners or running businesses of various sizes who generally happen to be in that similar kind of celebrity dad space, I guess, if that's a, a niche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the first episode just launched was with, um, Hassan Minaj, uh, of, uh, Patriot Act on Netflix, which I love the show. And I was like, yeah, the, it's just the weirdest connection. Like again, not, there's no way I could have like mapped this out and planned it. But like, honestly, through knowing you, and then I think Dave from chartable.com, chartableradio.com, okay, yeah. I, so I think he heard about me from you or mm-hmm. your podcast. Then I was working on his podcast for Chartable Radio. And then Alexis and Biz, uh, Initialized invested before us, any of this, but like they invested in Chartable. So Alexis is on like some sort of investor or board or whatever with Dave and reached out and said, hey, who should I get to do a podcast? And he's like, oh, this guy, Chris from Saskatchewan, <laughs> should, uh, is the connection that was made. And so then the funniest thing is that um, Dave, when he initially emailed me, he just CC'd me with Alexis. And I didn't, you know, you just get an email and it's like, oh, it's Dave. Hey, this person might want a podcast from you. And yeah, and the, the name was like Alexis Ohanian. I was like, that, looks, that just sounds familiar, but I don't, I couldn't place it. And so I just kind of left yeah. it. And then, you know, because you're busy and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that, you know, because the, the new client thing is always just kind of like you have to work yourself up to it. And uh, and then I Googled the name. I was like, I'm sure I know that name from somewhere. And like, oh, <laughs> so luckily I didn't like ignore it for a week or, you know, reply yeah. with some smarmy. Well, I don't know. Not that I ever really do that. But yeah, I just like I think of the like path that could have happened there and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe not not all leads are equal. Yeah. <laughs> and like you've experienced too, I think with Transistor, where on the one hand, I was saying this to someone, but like on the one hand, like it's crazy, who knows where it might lead or, or nowhere, who knows, but like, mm-hmm. it's obviously just like a fun kind of thing to ride. On the other hand, it's just another client too, that I have to like serve and mm-hmm. send them an invoice. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to, I, I was joking with my sister that, cause she right away texted me. She's like, I can't believe I get to be famous. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not famous i'm not famous nobody's famous but um like i'm not going to their christmas party or something like that next year or whatever but like it is still a cool thing that happens right and just like with transistor when some famous company x mm-hmm. uh you know gets your podcast hosted with you it doesn't instantly change your life it hopefully helps you and in some ways you're kind of in the weird position of like so great a, a new popular podcast comes along on our business plan or whatever mm-hmm but that actually costs you a lot more money because they're <laughs> too popular or whatever. Yes. It's the weird internet yeah. economy that we live in sometimes with products like that. So it's all weird. I don't know. But it's it, what's cool about it, I think, that may be instructive for other people is, first of all, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Second, 
you mentioned like every kind of step forward for you has been through relationships and relationships take time. Those connections and even being top of mind enough, uh, because I think I remember telling Dave Zorob, he was like, hey, I need someone to edit my show. And I'm like, oh, you got to go with Chris. That those connections only happen because of layers and layers of history, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then the third thing that I was thinking about while you were talking, there's this idea of gradually and then sudden. Have you heard that before? Vague, like sort of like the, the one hit wonder idea, but that's actually 15 years of in the making kind of idea. Yeah, but there's another metaphor that James Clear uses that I like, which is if you put an ice cube in a room and you gradually turn up the temperature, the ice cube doesn't change for a long time. So it's like, this is, we're both Canadians, so we can do this. So it's minus 10 Celsius, right? And nothing changes. And then you turn it up to minus nine, nothing changes. Minus eight, nothing changes. Minus seven, minus six, minus five, minus four. Nothing has changed with the ice cube. Then you, it gets up to zero degrees and then one degree. And that's when the ice starts to melt, right? It doesn't melt mm. until it hits that zero degree mark. And life is kind of like that. You feel like you're turning up the temperature, but you're like, what? Like nothing's happening here. That ice cube is still frozen. And you're putting in all this work and you're investing in trying to be a good person and you're investing in your skills and and nothing is happening. And then all of a sudden, maybe you don't even realize it, but you cross this threshold and the ice cube starts to melt. And I think a lot of business success is like that. There's these uh, small nudges over time and there's a culmination point where, and it might not be where you originally wanted to go. <laughs> like I, there was at one point a time where I wanted to be a million dollar course creator. I'm really glad that even though that's what I really, really wanted and I was like turning up the temperature on that, trying to make that happen. I'm glad that the actual culmination point of all my life and my work and everything ended up being transistor, at least for now, uh, as opposed to that other thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, for sure. And and somewhere, I know like all metaphors break down at some point if you hit, hit at them hard enough with things. But, <laughs> so I won't try and keep necessarily running with it too hard. But like, I know for me with, like when I was doing web and design work, similar to you with coursework maybe and stuff like that, is where mm-hmm. it felt like I, I was doing good work. I was trying my best and and like genuinely trying to serve clients well. But for me, switching to podcast editing, this might be helpful to someone who's like stuck in something. And there's like, I, I can't tell you what you should pivot to, but for me, switching to podcast editing, it was like all of a sudden a gear unlocked or gear started working, whichever way you want to go with that. Um, where I was doing the work and mm-hmm. emailing and communicating with clients, but every single one of those interactions and on like on a personal level of what I was doing, but also the interactions with the clients was better. Like it, I didn't, it's not like I put in harder work or, uh, took more care. My, like my enthusiasm for the projects was like, double for sure Mm -hmm. and that that can only help but uh, that can only affect the output in a greater like a positive way just on that alone but i mean i still had to have the ability and the 
technical expertise to do this stuff, but I wasn't at 110 or 100 percent or whatever of ability either at when I first started with it. I'm still not, but but yeah, there like it was just kind of like a I could feel it just in looking back. Like it wasn't like the, when I first took on Shop Talk Show that instantly everything just clicked. But looking back after a few clients, it was like, oh yeah, this is like the this is the business I was hoping I was building with the web stuff, but mm-hmm. I kept banging at it in different ways. I'll try, you know, doing social media. I'll try doing email newsletters. That'll help focus and like, you know, like all the different things you try and like sort of pile on and yeah. build into this thing. And then all of a sudden this other thing just comes along and kind of you wipe the table clean mm-hmm. and start fresh on that. And it's like, ah, that's like, like it's just, I could just see the, the, the road ahead all of a sudden cleared. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think web, web design is a good one especially since I think a lot of listeners are probably uh, in web development and many of them are freelancing. Web development, freelancing, especially like doing WordPress sites is just, you can get yourself into a real rut there and not realize it because you're kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know this feeling. It's this feeling of I'm trying to make a business. I'm trying to feed my kids. I'm trying to make all this work. What can I do? Well, people need websites. Okay. People are going to use WordPress. Okay. And you get into, now you've got that flywheel going and it's very difficult once that flywheel is going, actually, maybe this isn't a flywheel. Uh, it, it's more like a, uh, it is kind of like a grindstone. Like you're, 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 you're cranking this thing and you're so busy moving that wheel that, and it's taking so much of your energy and focus that you can't stop and consider, wait a second, is this a good market? Wait a second. Am I, do I have any margin in my life? Wait a second. Who am I competing against? You know, there's all these questions. What kind of clients do I attract? And so many of those things are just built into the market. Like if you are in the WordPress web development market, there's just a bunch of characteristics you have to accept, I think. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. And you can totally see people beside you or like thanks to the internet, obviously anywhere in the world where all of a sudden you, you remember that person who started around the same time as you, but all of a sudden their business takes off. But you have no idea all the variables that are going on in their life, like good, good and bad, but like, they might have had mm-hmm. a, a connection with somebody that you didn't realize, like say, like just like looking at me with podcasting, like as if I'm, I was best friends with Alexis all of a sudden and he just started podcast. Like that's not obviously how it worked. And, um, and not that like a, a marquee client or whatever is like the end goal. Cause you, like I said, you still have to get business. Like that doesn't pay my, <laughs> my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you can't pay for that with fame, unfortunately, but, um, yeah. <laughs> But I think it it is disheartening because you like see that and you're like, we're all running the same race. Why are those guys like lapping me mm-hmm. or those girls, you know, way ahead of me and I can't even see them anymore or whatever. And we're all doing the same thing. What's going on? And so you, that's where I think you flail. And that's, I think where I would definitely was sort of headed into, I told uh, Dave and, and Chris with Shop Talk Show, like when this kind of broke and they were graduating me, like it's kind of like, I can look back to that Shop Talk Show moment even as like a a defining moment, even though I didn't think of it as a, as that when it happened, mm-hmm. uh, as something that was like the first step on this journey towards this. And like, like you said, with transistor too, it, it could disappear in a year when, if podcasting all of a sudden goes belly up as a industry or everybody that I work mm-hmm. with decides to stop doing it. And I'm back to, I don't know, Starbucks or yeah. <laughs> wherever we're going to end up. Justin. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you and I working at Starbucks side yeah. by side. That's right. <laughs> Remember the glory uh, just days. Talk, yeah, talking the whole time. I actually really like that metaphor of the race because you said we're all running the same race. How come some people are, you know, further ahead? And that clarifies things so well for me because if we're all running the same race against Hussein Bolt, he's going to kick our ass every time. And you could you could say, well, this isn't fair. We're all running the same course. But it's like, no, but Hussein Bolt is built for this. There's like so many characteristics of him and his context that where it makes sense that he would be beating us right now. Mm-hmm. In the same way, why did WordPress hire Zeldman? Well, of all the people they could have chosen, it makes sense. He, he, he has characteristics that where it makes sense that he would have, quote unquote, won that race. And this is why uh, the race you choose to enter actually matters quite a bit. So if, you know, for myself, if I was going to compete in any sport... I would have to choose sports where that made sense for my physiology, that made sense for my age, that made sense for, you know, all of these kind of factors. And I would, I would have to, you know, put all of that into my calculation of <laughs> if I'm going to be realistic here, what can I compete in and have any sort of success? I think uh, business and work is like that. Is there anything you want to comment on that? I don't want to get too far. Maybe what I would just add is at the risk of sounding too like, all you have to do is switch to the other sport or other race, whatever analogy we're going to keep with. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, it'll click. Like, I think there's, a, there's certainly, I, I look back on, and I wish I would could have figured out sooner, obviously, and spared myself some pain and anguish and frustration and financial insecurity and all that stuff. But also there's a, a, a certain amount of value and, and experience and worth in going through that struggle because I was better prepared for, uh, I knew how to have a, whatever invoices set up already and how to bill clients and how to email with them. Like not that, yeah, obviously we all know how to email, but just like how to do some of the basics of running a business. And, and I was in place that was all set up. So I wasn't trying to figure that all out again now with switching to podcasting. So I, Mm -hmm. I I can think of folks who I know who have asked me about getting into podcast production or editing or, or recording their podcast and how to be successful in it. And I think part of it is like, it's going to suck. It's going to struggle. Just like if you started playing basketball today, mm-hmm. never played basketball before, it's going to be hard and it's going to feel like you're not very good at it. And all sorts of people are way better than you. And you, some of those things are just going to be fun hobbies that you do. So yeah, that's what I, I almost had resigned myself to podcasting being a thing that I just did as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like the recording, uh, obviously I'm talking with you on your professional business podcast, right now. <laughs> but like most of the times when I record myself, it's just a hobby. It's for fun. It's for goofs yeah. with friends or whatever. Uh, I'm not making money on that, but, and I get, I have to sort of like, if I had a, a lot of ego with it, I'd be like depressed. Maybe that I'm not, my voice isn't the one being heard. I have to like edit Alexis's voice or whatever, you know, and yeah. And, and other people and like your stupid voice and stuff. And like, <laughs> <laughs> be better that people aren't listening to mine. Right. I probably should, <laughs> don't tell uh, clients that their voice is stupid. But probably not. That's not business one-on-one anyway. You clearly just said my stupid voice. Yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> I'll edit it out. <laughs> and then it'll never have happened. <laughs> oh no, you got to keep that in. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I think along with this, the, one challenge is I, I often get into 
an idea like that we're exploring right now, that's usually along kind of one plane. So it's a simple idea. We have this metaphor of the race and we're exploring that idea. And usually the pushback I'll get is, well, that's too simplistic. And the point is, yes, of course it's simplistic. Of course there are other variables here. Of course there are other uh, vectors to this. Another vector to this whole conversation is that luck does play a role, and luck specifically in this idea of um, a lot of the the times in my life where I made progress happened because someone took a chance on me, reached down and pulled me up. I, I, I think back to 2007, I'd been working in the nonprofit world and I, you know, was deciding to change careers. And 2007, I'm 27 years old. I had, you know, at that point, eight or nine years experience uh, as a manager of this nonprofit. And then I go into the real world and realize no one cares. And feeling like I used to be this competent person and then going out into the world and feeling like, well, nobody cares. Nobody wants that was debilitating. And uh, I remember applying to work at an Apple store. I remember, you know, just try, I was going to sell windows and doors for this manufacturing company. And those would have been terrible fits and might have put me on a path that could have ended somewhere very different. And then kind of through the clouds, this uh, guy, Greg Oldring, uh, kind of put his hand through and pulled me up and said, hey, I want you to come work at this software company I have. And that, him taking a, a chance on me, giving me dignity and giving me responsibility at a high level and um, giving me regular raises and all these things, that was a huge thing for me. So that vector exists as well, right? And there's a little bit of privilege in there. There's a little, or maybe a lot of privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now there's things, there's reason, there's a reason he reached out to me, right? It's not like <laughs> it was completely random. I, I think acknowledging that we do need other people, that one's a little bit trickier because really all you can do is kind of increase your luck surface area. Like you said earlier, like, you know, you, you, you're someone who's been involved on the internet, reaching out and building relationships with people for a long time. And then it all came to fruition for this one deal, right? Right. And uh, I think that's really all you can do unless you have other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing else has really worked for me. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's where, that's where part of the struggle is, I know, because you look at thought leaders and, and course people and, you know, I bought courses and like, oh, if I just like blogged every day and then wrote a newsletter and then had this other thing and, and did this, then that'll get me the traction I need to. And like, there's no question, like I, I, I am a, uh, at most like once every two months blogger on my business site. And I'm just like for 2020, I'm trying to like just step up a little bit and have a little bit of fun on Instagram, on my business Instagram account, Lemon Production CA, I think is the account there. I can't remember. That's how it <laughs> 
<laughs> doing my own marketing. None of that really, I've gotten one client through Instagram and trying to like play the whole hashtags and whatever, doing a bit of advertising on there. Mm-hmm. So like that's, I was ready to give up on that. And I still don't think it's for me necessarily, but like all those things, and you're trying to follow like, well, this guy over here and this girl over here is doing this. And you're kind of like, you, you collect all those things from all those people where they're just focusing on the one or two things. Right. But you as the person trying to like get to that next level, you're focusing and trying to like, at least for me, I was like, I'll just grab all of them and throw everything mm-hmm. against the wall and doing none of them well. Um, and so, yeah, that's where, like, I think for me recognizing and in, in looking back the relationship building luck for sure. Uh, it's hard to say like, would, would Dave have taken your recommendation if I was like someone who didn't fit his view of what a podcast editor should look like. I don't even know if he saw my picture. Obviously he knew as a guy. So whatever that means, like he seems like a really great guy. And so, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about and, and certainly something that's a part of the whole process. I wouldn't discount it in any regard. Um, and hopefully it's changing for the better in that regard for people coming up these days. Well, I, I think this is the thing I think. So what you just described, most people in the world are trying to just play the game in that way of, uh, you know, if I just post every day on Instagram and if I use the right hashtags and if I, and I think most of that doesn't work. I think that is the point. Um, It works for some people when they have the existing traction because so so many of those Mm -hmm. are games of uh, influence begets more influence and success begets more success. And so if you are at the bottom of that pile, if you are, you know, in the, the 99% of noise, um, it's going to be very difficult to get into the 1% or 10% or whatever it is, that, that upper area where people are paying attention. And I think at our level, the thing that does work the best is investing in relationships because that's something we can all do. We can all, over time, build relationships on the internet, even if you're an introvert. We can uh, all, over time, uh, do good work for people that helps them to recommend us to others. If we're going to optimize anything, I think we need to optimize for that. If I was going to like push you in any way, I think the where I would push you is to get out of your comfort zone a little bit more and go to like, you should probably show up at, I don't know if you should show up at podcast movement, but you, you should probably be getting out of your bubble, your real world bubble a little bit more and actually going and shaking some hands and, you know, um, not, maybe not networking, but meeting people in a way that is like, in a way that happens at conferences and meetups and other things. There's a serendipity to that that I think can be helpful for folks. That's one of the struggles I found with my, like being, you know, so anybody who's Canadian out there or remote from, you know, the epicenter of technology in the US, like whether it's California or, I don't know, the various sort of major centers, Texas and stuff seem to be, um, when you're removed from that, it's hard to like, cause I, I feel sometimes even with this, like a business dad pocket, like I'm replaceable Mm. really to them. Like I've had a great relationship. I got an awesome, you know, recommendation from them, kudos and thanks like MVP on the project from one of their, his support team or whatever. So that's awesome. Like I'm, that's great. And, but at the same token, 
I'm just a guy, a, an avatar on the internet right now to them. And and for many of my clients, that's the case. And yeah, it's something that I've been talking about, like trying to like figure out how, without like spending all the money that I basically <laughs> earned from a client, how can I like make that next level of like in, in person, in reality, meet space mm-hmm. it's called or whatever, uh, kind of thing. Cause I, I actually see, I don't see myself needing, unless I go to the next level of like hiring, I guess, and building bigger that way. But, um, I, I would love to like maintain a good base of clients at some number, 15 or 20 clients or whatever it is that I kind of max out at and then just build into those. But obviously knowing that eventually, you know, build your SaaS might stop producing. And so I <laughs> do have to find a new client there, but, um, building those relationships really well that I do have rather than just like more and mm-hmm. more and more and more. Uh, kind of like the Paul Jarvis approach too of like, and you guys too have talked about on the show, like, well, if I want six hours of work per day and that's enough, then what do I need to do to do that? And then make it make sense financially and how many clients and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And, and it could be, for example, for you, especially, it might just be figuring out which client does it make the most sense for me to visit and when I say the most sense, I mean, like, that's the most economical for me to get to. And just so like when I was in New York, I made sure that I met with Dave Zorab. I made sure I met with Willie Morris. I made sure that these folks that I knew at, at Spotify, I reached out and, and got a meeting with them. I probably, I mean, I had a lot of meetings because I like it, but <laughs> you could get like most of that leverage just from meeting with one or two people in a, a given space. And it might just, you know, like it might be figuring out when's the next time uh, the CSS tricks folks are going to be in a city and you just make sure you're in that city and that, you know, hey, w- when's a good time for us to hang out? Yeah. Because the face-to-face stuff really does matter. I mean, there's people I met at conferences ages ago. It's it's funny to see how they're, like, they've just, you know, they've... Their career has done all sorts of crazy things since then, but we still have this connection of, oh yeah, we went to that Greek restaurant together. And so it's not weird for me to reach out to them and say, hey, yeah, you know, how's it going? Why, why don't we work on this together or something? Yeah, it's funny because the, the guy who does the recording for Business for Initialize, he's like a videographer guy by trade, does like amazing video work and stuff with clients. He's based out of New Jersey, I think. So he, he drives into New York to like meet you know, whenever they're doing a recording with somebody or flies with, with them to other places, gets to go around the world. So I was like chatting with him. I was like, Hey, his, Russ Rowe is his name. He's on Instagram. You can find him. He's a good guy. Um, I was like, Hey, if it ever works out, like you want to do the video and I can focus on the audio for you, you know, let me know. And we'll, and he's like, asking me, he's like, so where do you usually work out of? Like, what area are you in? And and like, where are you based usually? And I'm like, ah, uh, Saskatchewan, <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> It's not like oh, I'm usually based in New York, but sometimes I'm in San Francisco and Ireland. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, no. <laughs> so, but anyways, it's just like, it's just funny, like different mindset, different focus, but like, yeah, totally awesome kind of. And it might make sense for you to do a few on sites where you say, you know, for a good chunk of change, I'll fly to New York. I'll set up your audio stuff. I'll make sure that your first episodes, you know, are recorded properly I'll uh, edit yep. everything. We'll tweak the process. I had to get over this this hump of not wanting to jump on a plane, just because plane. I don't like planes. I don't. I don't really like flying at all. And I think I was also just in this mindset of like, no, I just got to keep my head to the ground. I got to keep going. I got to keep thinking this through. 
mm-hmm. once I started opening myself up to, no, I'm going to ask them if I should just fly down and meet with them. I have another challenge now, which is the, I, 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 I'm really concerned about climate change. So I have to figure out how to, <laughs> how to get around that. But, uh, I know I was thinking you were kind of being hypocritical mm-hmm. with all the, the tweets and stuff you've been talking about climate change, but they're mm-hmm. telling me to fly mm-hmm. for, I know for a weekend. That's funny. Cause like in, in Canada, I know like, uh, driving for seven hours, like for us to Calgary, mm-hmm. let's say where I am, it's a seven hour drive to Calgary, which is the next like bigger center. Like, I mean, sorry, there is other closer ones. No offense to Edmonton, but like Edmonton, Calgary, whatever. They're like five hours, seven hours. Away. Yeah. That's nothing for us. Like we would do that for the weekend. Um, and, but like, yeah, to fly down to New York or whatever, same amount of time, theoretically, mm-hmm. um, obviously a little more expensive, but somehow that feels like next level, you know, crazy. I'd be curious for anybody out there. Like if you're listening to this, you're, you've run, you've got your business, you're at, let's say 80 to 90% capacity. You're, it's just a solo. It's just you. What sort of that next thing you did to unlock, like not profit, but just the next level of your business. Is it hiring? Like I have an accountant that I work with sometimes, but I don't always, or is it hiring an employee? Is it, and obviously it'll depend on your business type and stuff, but yeah. Tweet at Justin wherever and yeah, or or tw- tweet at I Chris. You you have a better uh, Twitter handle than I do. I should have just done I Justin. Yeah, <laughs> funny story because like, on the last uh, so I've been watching. You know, like you watch like everyone. You sort of think, oh, somebody famous or whatever is talking about the thing that you're involved with. Yeah, follower counts got a skyrocket yeah. or whatever, right? Like social currency, all that stuff, and like so. Then I see him. He tweeted or or a post on Instagram like an actual post, not just a story about the podcast. It's like, thanks to my initialized team at initialized. Thanks to at chartable radio. And thanks to Chris ends, which he put yeah. on there, like the text is there, oh. <laughs> but not my handle. <laughs> he doesn't know the handle. I mean, I don't expect him to like search through all the Chris's on Instagram yeah. or whatever and find me. But yeah, it was just like, I was like, you know, oh, you're, you're like, uh-huh. yeah. but, but, but eventually the name Chris ends will just be so recognizable <laughs> that it won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think, yeah, yeah. you know, to, to kind of wrap this up, cause I think it's been interesting having your perspective cause it really does come down and people are going to hate me for this. I know. So I know there's some fans out there. Thanks to everyone who, <laughs> who emails me and says, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying. The market you choose really does matter. Number one, that sets the foundation. It is it, the market that you're in or the business that you're in, if you don't want, if you don't like the word market. Uh, I just wrote this, this post called uh, justinjackson.ca slash margin. And I think a lot of folks are in situations where they have very little margin and they're trying to add on more stuff to their business. And I used the example of like, I had this skateboard shop in my early 20s and the core business wasn't working. Our margins, our like actual profit margins sucked. The complexity of ordering and inventory management was very difficult. We had huge competition, uh, like big box stores. And there's this thing called the internet that was like all of a sudden making a bigger. And so the core business was already difficult. It didn't matter what we added on top, what strategy or tactics or whatever. And it feels like a lot of folks operate at that level where they're like, the, this core thing isn't working. And so I just got to add more on. But 
that's the problem. The problem isn't finding something that you can like iterate on top of, or you just need to spin more plates. Like if you were just spinning one more plate, maybe then things will all improve. It, I don't know about your experience, but it just, <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I, this is something I think we all need to consider, which is often when you're in that space and things can feel hopeless, like you can feel like, well, there's no way I can get out of the business I'm in. So I'm just going to double down on it, even though it's not working. That's the worst of the two options. It, it Psychologically, it feels safer because you already know where you're at. But the, but the, the better option is to try to get out and find something different as opposed to just optimize this thing that you're this I, I don't know what the the metaphor is I, I got a really bad one like I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> optimize the horse you're already riding it's like <laughs> this is how my brain thinks <laughs> it's like you're you're riding this dumb horse and it just won't listen and it's slow and it only has two legs <laughs> and you're like man I just gotta figure out how to, I gotta feed this horse better Hey, it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Just find a different horse. <laughs> <laughs> there's must, there's probably some correlation. I'm sure if someone could do like, I'll have to get Dave on this, like chartable analytics of like people who were, who grew up somehow connected, like yeah. churchy stuff. <laughs> like I know yeah. you did and I, I have, and, uh, and like speaking at all related to church stuff. And it's just like metaphors are like, that's Jesus. So yes. You got to use metaphors, metaphor. Metaphor yes. crap out of everybody, and then they'll believe. <laughs> Although I, I'll argue that that's just human. That's just built in. Like, yeah, it does yeah. help explain. A thing. I don't think like I don't think yeah. optimizing the horse you're on is the best catch line. <laughs> but first, John, yeah. first, first, Justin, three sixty. Optimize, optimize the, the horse, horse you're, you're on. on. Don't optimize the horse you're on. That's the problem, you know, and. What do you think, like, because I know you've been doing stuff for a long time and there's been times, like you said, you were stuck building WordPress sites. What is the answer? Like, how do you get out of that when you might be in a bad business where, you know, you have no margin, where things aren't really working, but you're just doubling down on it because it is the only thing you have? Because I can understand, like, people don't want to hop on another horse. Like, the horse you're on might be at least moving you somewhere. Right. Yeah. In responding to that uh, that kind of question, I hate I hate hearing people whose their experience they prescribe that as the solution for others, or conversely, someone listening pres- or ascribes, I guess maybe their someone else's solution as their solution. Mm-hmm. And because I know I was in that boat, like I said before, like grabbing at well, Justin's doing this thing over here, so I should try and do that thing as well. When it clearly is not me, like even the course creation stuff, I I love the mechanics of that. I love the idea of like how do you set up like a course thing in Podia or whatever? Like, I think that's an, I, I look at Podia every couple months. I'm like, this is amazing that mm-hmm. we can do this. I need to sell a course and just based on the fact that there's this cool tech out there. Mm-hmm. Never mind that I have no thing to actually teach right now, but I just want to do it. And same thing with like community building or whatever. Like you, you kind of like mm-hmm. grab onto those things. And, and if you're at all like me, you, you 
you can easily dream of the the end result and skip over the work and the part where like you completely fail at thing along the way and so like for i think like without beating it the horse to death <laughs> to keep mixing metaphors you know like relationships is going to be the key thing depending on the people around you to a point to like help you identify when a thing is not working and when it is uh because that's like my wife would push me at uh, on the business like needing to she could see that I wasn't giving it 100% or whatever trying as hard as I could and I knew that I probably wasn't but I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out what to give mm-hmm. um, and so if you have yeah, either your spouse or friends around you that you depend on or trust um, you've talked about the mastermind group and stuff that those kind of things that you're in which always feels like a douchey thing to me but like it still is like it, at, at, the, at its core it's just like people you trust to like say hey this is what I'm trying tell me if I'm on the right path mm-hmm. and you would take their criticisms and their suggestions with the full weight that you should not just take offense at it, that they would dare say something negative about you and mm-hmm. blow smoke up your butt mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. And that's, and you can't get that from Twitter. Like, yeah, I mean, you can with somebody like, like you and I now at this point, and probably three years ago or whatever, we could have like, I could have pinged you and said, Hey, what about this? Cause just like even before we start recording, you don't, yeah, I don't show everything on Twitter and social. I try mm-hmm. to be like me, but it's not the complete me. And so advice from Twitter is, is tough that way. Like, unless you're, I think talking with people like this on a Skype call or in some sort of like Slack group or whatever, or ideally in the real world, you're meeting for coffee and just like, yeah, I think that's actually a really good point because the back channels, sorry, it's not just the back channels. A lot of the successful people I know are talking amongst themselves all the time, asking for feedback all the time, uh, second guessing their gut all the time. That has been very instructive for me to get messages from people, people I respect going, Hey, I'm kind of worried about this. Do you think this is the right, you know, I'm on the right track and go, yeah, wow, this person isn't just like confident all the time. They have the same questions you and I do, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have folks that you can DM on Twitter, right? And you need to have folks that you can bug on Skype and you have to feel comfortable doing it. Like, Hey, like, don't feel you need to build a relationship to a point where you can feel like, oh, I can talk to that person. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up because we're already around fifty minutes. This is good though. I I was glad this. I think people will like this because there is this getting other perspectives when you're trying to pursue any sort of dream, and you're only hearing, like you said, one thing. Yeah, I think this is good. Uh, so thanks to Chris for being here. Lemonproductions.ca. Uh, one last thing I'll say about Chris is if you are thinking about creating a podcast in 2020, contact Chris. And I would say, I don't know what packages Chris has, but order, get him to prepay for him to do four to five episodes. Just it's, it's going to be whatever, whatever it is, it's going to be worth it for you to do it this way. Just think I'm going to do this right. I'm going to pay that amount to get four or five episodes edited professionally. That is going to be the best way to start. You're actually going to start on the right foot. You're going to have good quality audio. You're not going to have to worry about editing it yourself. It's just worth it. And then if you want to edit it after that, you can. But I would contact him and just order four or five episodes. Do you do like four or five episode packages or something? Yeah, I was going to say like the one recent one that uh, there's been a few different people I've started with that they're doing interesting things, approaches to the podcasting thing beyond the just typical. So like um, Latitude with uh, Brian Zivostoski. I've, I've never said his name out loud, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Um, but uh, 
he did like 10 episodes, five interviews, and then five uh, follow-up, like takeaways, I guess, from the previous episode. Mm. And so the the interview is a 30 to 45 minute typical, you know, like conversation podcast. And then the the follow-up is kind of just like him thinking now about it a little deeper and pulling some quotes out and putting that together. So that's like, and he's just doing like a 10 episode run right now and then sees where it's going to see where it goes. And that like works great both for him. Also for me, obviously on the business side, just like setting everything up for a client, you do it like for two episodes is kind of like a, it's tough to get all the gears in motion and then just mm-hmm. shut it down again. Yeah. Not being tied to like, you guys are on the treadmill of indefinitely releasing episodes, which is great mm-hmm. for me yeah. <laughs> and for you. It, like it is a good thing, but also like 25 episodes of a show, perfectly fine. There's no, like, there's literally nothing wrong with that. And do it bi-weekly mm-hmm. and record maybe interviews or it's just you and your founder or whatever it is. Um, don't feel like you have to be on this like weekly treadmill necessarily, which has its benefits, but also you can do it other ways, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. And so another new one that I just started with is the Ladybug podcast. There are three developers mm, doing yeah. like really smart smart women doing podcasts about development and uh, just different voices in it. It's, it's fun, fun to hear and fun to work on. And and they're also like, they have their own, it's just interesting now to see sort of behind the scenes with them, how they put together their show notes and put together their sort of plan for the podcast and things. It's it's very different from like the way Chris and Dave do on shop talk. And it's totally, they're both right for them, Mm -hmm. but there's not like one standard way of doing it. And so, um, yeah, if that's interesting to you, I guess I am like running out of room <laughs> in my clients. And so at some point it will max out. I was joking with Chris and Dave. I was like, my, my rate actually now is a hundred times what it was just because of a business dad. It's worth it. Anyway, it's worth it for, to definitely get a hold of Chris if you can and get him to do some episodes. Uh, let me give a shout out to our Patreon supporters here we go ward from mem- oh chris you got to get ready for you know it's coming you're right. you're gonna do it are you ready yeah i think so i think i got it ward from memberspace.com eric lima james sowers from userinput.io travis fisher matt buckley from nicethings.io russell brown evander sassy pedruma Schembecker from clearstack.io noah prail event one hq.com robert simplicio at simplicio.com colin gray elitu.com josh smith hello sift.com ivan kirkovic brian ray shane smith he has a podcast dev.transistor FM, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, sassreality.com, Michael Sitver, letterjoy.com, Paul Jarvis and Jack Ellis, Dan Buddha, danbuddha.com, Darby Frey, Samoria Gusto, that's the big crowd, no, no, the bi crowd.com, Dave Young, Magnus Rush, Brad from Canada, Sammy Schuchert, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta. Yeah. That was great. That was great. That was, and I know some people have been waiting so long to hear that. I got I got messages from folks saying, "When's the show coming out?" Because I need to hear Junta. <laughs> and finally, Kyle Fox, GetRewardful.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. 
They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.